Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fellas? To claim a state, we have to stay in the state and actually do something. We're also not claiming any state that we visited before our full-time journey started. Of the 17 states we're claiming, South Dakota sits on the top. And that's what today's podcast is going to be about. Before we tell you why South Dakota is our favorite, we would love it if you followed us on Facebook and Instagram. We share a lot of our adventures on those platforms, and you can find us at The Fayolas. And the show notes for this episode will be at thefayolas.com slash 11. 11, wow. I want to start by saying that I have family on my dad's side in South Dakota, and we spent a lot of really good family vacations <laughs> driving from Michigan to South Dakota. And I remember all the little details of the road trip, uh, hanging out with my dad in the front seat in the map, and, and then all the fun things in South Dakota that we visited as a family. And so I think that is part of the reason why I love the state so much. Maybe it's because we first went to South Dakota in July of 2020 and we were in desperate need of a state that screamed freedom. Or it's because we bought our Jeep there. Either way, the state stole our hearts. It did. <laughs> we love we love it. It's beautiful. It has the perfect weather, except for probably in the winter. Well, yeah, we don't know about the winter. But. <laughs> uh, the summers are nice and the falls are nice. Uh, and... The people are great, and it's gorgeous. Did I say that part? <laughs> you can't say it enough. We spent two weeks in July and then came back in September and spent another two weeks. First time we stayed outside Custer State Park at Heartland RV Park and Cabins, which we talked about in our last podcast. But just a brief summary of it. That is in Hermosa, South Dakota. It's about nine miles from Custer State Park. And the second time, we stayed at Three Flags in Blackhawk, which is just a few miles north of Rapid City, and probably about 45 minutes from Custer. But it's closer to Deadwood and Spearfish and Devil's Tower. Yeah, we went to Devil's Tower while staying there, yep. I think. So that's a good good campground as well. It was big. And it was later in the season. It wasn't busy at all. Very nice people, though, yep. that worked there. Do you remember if it had laundry or anything? It did. It did. It had laundry. It had propane. Yep. I don't remember if they had Wi-Fi there, but we had good signal because we were there for a couple weeks and I worked from there. Yep. One of my favorite things to do in South Dakota was Custer State Park. Yeah, I have to say it was pretty awesome. It was one of the highlights for sure. I mean, everything we did was really cool and a lot of fun, but Custer State Park was so cool because we were like guaranteed to see animals Yeah, <laughs> every time you go in there. That's always a bonus when you're going to places like that. And it was beautiful. The, the landscape was beautiful and there's good memories because it was our first time exploring in our Jeep. Yeah. I think the first time we ever took the lids off, we drove through Custer. Wait, did we drive through Custer with the Tahoe the first, yes. when we first got there? Yeah. Okay. So we, when we first got to South Dakota, we didn't actually get the Jeep for like a few days mm -hmm. into it. Inside of Custer State Park, there are a few byways that are paved and gorgeous. There's the Needles Highway. Yep, that was awesome. That has Ponderosa Pines and the Black Hills Spruce Trees through. A lot of meadows mm -hmm. with birch and aspen. And then there's the tunnels and then the needles, which yep. was really neat to see. Yeah, which are like huge granite pillars. Yeah, that look like fingers sticking up in the in the sky. Or needles. Or needles, I guess. <laughs> and there's uh, there's like a couple spots where you have to like squeeze through. They're kind of tunnels, but aren't they 
are they tunnels or are they like where you can see up? They're just. Yeah, I think one of them was like, it was more like a, in between the rock formations. It was more like a crack. And is there a limit? Like, could we take our RV through there? No. Yeah, I felt like it was very tight. There was a bus that went through the Needles Tunnel and it like barely fit. I, there's probably like two inches on each side of the mirror. I think he had to, didn't he have to do something with like airbags like halfway through yeah, or something? Yeah. <laughs> I think he lets the airbags out and then drives through it and it's like a you know it's like a shuttle mm -hmm. and they're they have fun when they do it and they came out and acting like they were stuck and yeah stuff. <laughs> yeah it's definitely a one way you have to but it's a two-way road so you kind of just wait there until you get a go and go there's no like lights or people directing you you just kind of have to yeah you just get have brave to, yep <laughs> Hope somebody on the other end, if there's somebody there, they're going to be uh, nice and let you through, or if you have to wait for, like, 20 cars. There's also the Iron Mountain Road byway, and this connects Custer State Park to Mount Rushmore National Monument, so it's, like, in between there. And there are tunnels as well in this part that actually frame Mount Rushmore, so when you're driving through there, you can see Mount Rushmore, like, in the distance through yeah. the tunnel, and it's really cool. Yeah, and it's a very windy mountain road, a lot of switchbacks. It's all paved, and it's it's nice. I think they have the what's known as pigtail, pigtail yeah. bridges or something, right? They go yeah. all the way around. So first you go over a road, and then once you go down, it's like kind of like a spiral, but once you go down, it's like you can see the road that you were just on above you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That that was a lot of fun. And it's it? a really big spiral. And it looks like a, like very new, updated bridges and stuff. They're really neat. The roads of the byways are beautiful, all of them. I yep. mean, they're not like bad roads at all. They're very nicely paved. And then probably my favorite byway is the Wildlife Loop Road. And this road takes you through the prairie and the Ponderosa Pines. It takes you all the way through Custer Park, and it's paved. And don't forget... Our old friend, Bison. Yep, we got to see a lot of bison, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, one rubbed against our Jeep. That was creepy. <laughs> Not creepy, scary. It was like, I just wanted to rub myself against this Jeep back scratcher <laughs> because it feels good. We saw the, the bison so much that Lexi would be like, oh, there's our friend, the bison. Old friend. <laughs> Our old friend, the bison. <laughs> That's become like our running joke wherever we go across the country and see bison. She'll say that. Pretty much guaranteed to see the bison. Yeah, most, almost the whole year they're yeah. out there. They're just in different sections, different times of the year. I don't but, think we ever went and didn't see them, though. So if you can't find the bison, yeah, you're not very good at finding animals. <laughs> We also saw white-tailed deer, mule deer. We saw elk on the last day. Yep. Did we see bighorn sheep there? Um, Not there. We didn't see them there, but they are there, so you can see them. Um, they also have coyotes, mountain lions, prairie dogs, which we did see. Um, and they also have the, what are they, donkeys or something? Burrows. Oh, the burrows, yeah. And there was like, we did see those. There's like six they of them. They walked right up to our jeep. Yeah, they're super uh, desensitized, I guess. People feed them all the time, so they once they see vehicles, if you stop, they'll more than likely just walk right up to you. Yeah, we have some pictures of that, I think. Yeah. We stick his head right in our cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I have nothing for you, dude. And even the bison, the bison, they don't care that you're there. They just walk right in front of you. They, one of them walked right in front of our Jeep and, like, scrubbed it. Yes, we were on a dirt road because yep. that's – in Custer State Park, they have the byway, but then they also have these, like, dirt roads. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say they're off-road roads. They're not. They're, they're just gravel just roads. dirt roads that kind of go into the park a little bit more. We went on that with our Jeep probably the first day we got the Jeep. Yeah. And this bison comes up, and he, li I think, pretty much licked the bumper or something. Yeah. Like, I was like, uh, Tony? Like, I thought he was, because he has his horns, you know, I thought he was going to, like... I yeah. don't know, attack he, us. Yeah, we he just was got literally it. like leaning against it, <laughs> walking right in front of it. So they're not shy at all, and but they make for beautiful photos. We have some really great photos of the 
the bison and the sun going down and it's yeah. so pretty through there and peaceful and quiet. It's funny looking through all the pictures of Custer. It's like every time we go there, we saw bison. Yeah. Like herds and herds. <laughs> Sometimes we didn't get super close to them. They were just like laying around in the field or something like that. But Out in the distance. A lot of times, yeah, they're just right up next to the road. Sometimes laying in the road, you have to wait for them. We always think the best time to view animals is in the morning or in the evening. And normally it's the evening for us, to be honest. Cause well, we're usually hard. busy during the day and you guys don't wake up early. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to work and do homeschool and stuff. So we don't get to a lot of parks during, you know, work hours, which is honestly okay because that's when a lot of the tourists are there and so it slows down in the evening and that's where we see a lot of the animals yeah there's been multiple times at different places where you know we talk to somebody and they say they didn't see anything and then we go out and we see all kinds of stuff because it's later closer to sunset dusk dusk time that's when we saw the elk we saw a huge herd of elk that in the night at nighttime yeah yeah (gasps) Now, if we do that, we have the nice lights on the Jeep. We can yeah. actually see those things. Yeah. <laughs> we were squinting last time. Thought they were rocks last time. And that wildlife loop road is open year round. Um, you can drive on that anytime. You do have to be careful, obviously, during winter conditions because I'm sure there's a lot of drifting, but it is open year round. Um, and as far as cost goes, I'm going to talk about this right here because if you're driving on the Wildlife Loop Road and you're just driving through, or actually any of the byways within the Custer Park, if you're just driving through, so let's say you're driving from one end of Custer to Mount Rushmore area, you do not have to pay. I don't know if that applies to the Wildlife Loop. I think it's like 89 or 16A or whatever it is. Well, let's say we went um, right, so we're driving in from the our campground. Yep. We drove in there and then didn't stop and drove right to Mount Rushmore. That would count, right? I don't know. Don't take our word for it. But as long as you're not stopping at any spots, then um, you do not have to buy a pass. Now, let me just say that if you're going there to visit the park, you want to buy a pass because you're going to stop because there's going to be animals everywhere. So more than likely, the only time that you're not going to be stopping is if you really are driving through. Because it is, it takes up such a huge area that it is a shortcut to drive through that park. I mean, in some cases, you have to drive through that park to get to, you know, Mount Rushmore or something like that. Um, yeah, or take the really long way around mm-hmm. from Rapid City. And so the this how the pricing works is you can get an annual for $36, and then it, you can get a seven-day license or a seven-day pass for $20 per vehicle. We actually did the seven day the first time we were there. And then when we loved South Dakota so much that we came back on our in September and we ended up buying an annual. So yeah. we have and to our go. Annual doesn't even expire until because it was so it was like the new round of annual passes, so they don't our ours doesn't expire until May of twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we got there right. Like, right before, when they came out, he was yeah. like, and actually, you get lucky because we just <laughs> we just got Yeah, it. they just switched over to the new passes, so. But we would have saved a little bit of money if we would have bought it the first time around, but then we probably wouldn't have had it as long. I do recommend driving on the dirt roads, too. I mean, there's quite a few of those, um, and that's where we saw a lot of animals. It's a little bit yeah. more off the main road. Extra animals when we were out on the dirt roads. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw badger. Yep. And I, I don't remember what we saw. Fox, pronghorns, pronghorns, and uh, coyote, mm-hmm. all on the back roads, basically. And we we're out by ourselves. Like usually, when you get out in those roads, there's nobody out there, and you can do them in any type of vehicle. It doesn't have to be any type of four wheel drive or anything like that. You can do it in the if you rent a minivan or something like that when you're there. That's all you need. Yeah, we were there in July and September. There, that's all you need. Yeah, we were there in July and September, and neither time was really that busy. Uh, however, when you get in the dirt roads, it wasn't busy at all. Right. So most of those people are staying on the byway. Some other fun things to do at Custer State Park is the fire tower, Mount Coolidge fire tower. We did that. Scary. Yeah, that's kind of like a, a mountain road, twisty, turny mountain road. And you get up there 
pretty high in elevation. I don't no remember. No offense. <laughs> I think it was 7,000 feet or, you know, 7,000 plus. You can park at the top and then walk up this little fire tower thing yep. and take pictures and stuff. They've got so some interpretive really cool signs there that they talk about, like, previous wildfires and stuff like that that have happened. And you got, I mean, 360-degree views of the whole Black Hills area, feels like. And they do close that road at different times. There's a gate there. Yeah. So I think they close it at dusk, yeah, if I remember. Uh, we drove by it one time. It was already closed. And then... Uh, we went earlier a different day, and we were able to go up. And I think when we came down, there was he a was guy waiting. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't do this, but I think it would be really fun. They do a Buffalo Roundup every year, and they have a festival at the same time. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, they they do they auction some of the bison? I think so. Yes. I don't I don't know if they do it during that festival. Yeah. But they do auction off the bison. But the Roundup is cool because you can actually apply to be part of the Roundup. Mm-hmm. Which is neat. Yeah, you can help. And again, Custer State Park is open year-round, so you can go anytime you want. Um, however, during from October to April, some of the bathrooms, the showers, stuff like that are closed. So, or just think about that when you're when you're driving through. But it is open year-round. There are nine campgrounds with 341 campsites, 50 cabins. And there's even a horse camp. And the horse camp was really cool. We drove by that. Yeah, we drove through that a couple times. <laughs> mm -hmm. The nearest towns to Custer State Park would be Custer, Rapid City, Hill City, Keystone. So staying in any of those places, you're right there near. Yeah. And there's a big visitor center right Custer in State Custer Park. State Park. Mm -hmm. There's a few visitor centers, right? At, at least two, I think. Mm -hmm. And there's some lakes, um, some restaurants. Um some really cool things to do. Some of the lakes you can just swim in or paddleboard or kayak. And if you get into the smaller towns that are close by, like Custer, Hill City, and Keystone, those are super cool towns. And they have a ton of history. Like, they're basically mining towns. So they have, like, that old mining town feel, like, kind of like Wild West feel, I guess, to me. Yeah, I they think have, like, like the, the guys, and <laughs> guys going out to do their... Shoot out. Yeah, a duel. A duel, <laughs> I think of. <laughs> yeah, those are cool towns. And then a lot of good food. Like, we've had a few different restaurants around there and always enjoyed that. So next I want to talk about the Black Hills. And the Black Hills kind of, it's the entire area. So it is, Custer is inside of the Black Hills. Yeah, it's the Black Hills National Forest. Yep, so which the Black is Hills. 1.2 million acres. And Custer's in there. Mount Rushmore is in that. Yep. Um, pretty much everything we Crazy did, Horse. Yeah, Crazy Horse. Everything we did in that area, for the most part, is inside Black Hills. And there's hundreds of miles of roads to just drive around in the Black Hills, and it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Mountains, like, granite, rocks everywhere. The Those views, I mean, that... And it was so cool, because that's right when we first got our Jeep. We did a couple Jeep trails. Yep. Um... And that's when we first got our Jeep, and it was just so cool to, like, get in the woods. And a couple of those were scary. I remember that one we – wasn't that on in the Black Hills, the rocky one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, – I think it was off a – it was called Bogus Gym. And we somehow – we were on this trail, and it was a great trail. And then it started turning rocky, and we started doing, like, some major rock crawling this is, remember, when we first got our it's, Jeep, so. <laughs> yeah, no bigger tires, no nothing. Turns out it's a pretty extreme rock trail called Fruity Pebbles, of all things. But, yeah, we actually had to turn around on that one because it started getting pretty wild. But there is a lot of hike or hiking and Jeep trails, and it's so pretty. Like, I can't even, like, explain to you. It's just... The forest and the Black Hills are pretty, with the granite rock po popping yeah. out, like the outcrops all over. Uh, it's just something that you don't see. Yeah, it's special. There is a ton of campgrounds in Black Hills, and they're scattered all around. So you could possibly stay you know, near Mount Rushmore in the Black Hills, and then you could go to Crazy Horse, stay there if you wanted. I mean, they're all over, so you could move around yeah, easily. all the way down to Wind Cave National Park. And most of the campgrounds, though, 
inside of Black Hills are going to be iffy on signal. Uh, we kind of, okay, so where we stayed the first time, what was the name of that one again? Heartland. Heartland. It was at the time. Uh, Heartland is kind of on the edge of the Black Forest, right? The Black Hills? Yeah. Okay. And then the other one we stayed at, which is Three Flags, yep. that one's also kind of on the edge. Yeah. So we stayed on the, what, east yep. edge. Very good. <laughs> good to, job. <laughs> trying to see this in my head. So we stayed on the east edge of the Black Forest, which is good in signal. But then as soon as you like go past that, it's like that's when the signal starts dropping off. For the most part. I mean, you get pockets. Yeah, pretty much once you get into those hills, it's done. But it's still worth it. I mean, if any, if you have to have signal or service, stay outside, like in one of the parks we told you, campgrounds we told you. And there's campgrounds all along that main road there. Yeah, well, yeah, just in the, in like the whole Black Hills area, there's like over two dozen campgrounds. Are and those it, the state campgrounds, though, or that's no, all No, they're them? all oh, different okay. kinds. Okay. We'll link to our RV wizard rv trip wizard they do a really good job of um making a post with all the campgrounds so i'll go ahead and link that in the show notes if you're looking for a good campsite and they have reviews and everything inside the black hills is mount rushmore which we also went to um that was really fun to take the girls there and see that i've been many times with my family because, again, this is a family vacation that we used to do all the time. So we went to Mount Rushmore, and we had a lot of fun. Um, so I could not wait to take the girls. Yeah, that was my first time there. I was, I was super pumped to go. When we were at Mount Rushmore, we saw fireworks, and that was super cool. Right above the heads, right? Yeah. And that was, like, super cool. And the fireworks were pretty, and I loved it. And it was loud. <laughs> and I loved it. It was a good time, yeah. <laughs> and we got to see Donald J. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. I, when I was a little girl, went to a fireworks show at Mount Rushmore. And so I was talking to Tony, and this was like, I don't know, like in 2019 or something, yeah. <laughs> right when we first started RVing, we we're trying to figure out where we we're going to go for 4th of July. And I said, oh, let's do Mount Rushmore because that was so fun as one of our trips. And so I Google it and I was like, oh, they stopped doing the fireworks in 4th of July. So I was all bummed out. And Tony's like, oh, I bet Trump changes that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear to you, like, what, six months later, <laughs> Trump totally had a speech about it. And sure enough, he ended up that him and Christy Nome was able to get the fireworks back at Mount Rushmore. But it was just so funny because it was a random, like, I wanted to do it. Tony randomly yeah, said. We looked it up, and, yeah, it'd been <laughs> they got rid of the fireworks display for, like, probably 10 years, I think. Yeah. And sure enough, yeah, it wasn't too far after that. We were looking it up again, and yeah. <laughs> so funny. They like, gave it a green light. He's like, oh, I bet Trump changes that. And sure enough, Trump had this speech about it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's like you willed him to do it. <laughs> uh, so what's cool is we were really excited about that. But then we heard there was going to be, like, well, at this time there was um, a lot of, we knew that the tickets would sell out to go to it because it's the first time it's back in 10 years. But then on top of that, Trump said he was going to be there. So I knew it was going to be extremely hard to get tickets. And then they did a lottery, which I was so nervous about. And we each applied for the lottery and we did not get it. Yes, we didn't get it. And I emailed, I had been emailing the tourist company there. And this was, I've been emailing her before, like before they even knew how they were going to ticket it or lottery or anything. Um, and so I had already built up this relationship with her. And so I just was like emailing her back and forth. And then she's like, yep, we now know there's a lottery. Here's the information. So I did it. And then I sent her back a message and said, oh, you didn't get the lottery. And she's like, well, let me see what I can do. And she, she said, I think she ended it with, and don't give up hope or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Don't give up hope. <laughs> and what's funny is the girls were reading a book. Do you remember the name of that book? What book was it? it? The Mount Rushmore book, the mystery one. It was uh, the read aloud that we were doing in homeschool. I don't know the actual title of it. I'll link it in the show notes because it was just super funny because they were actually reading it one day during homeschool. We were reading it because we were in that area. 
Tony was reading the story and I literally got the email while he was reading like the chapter to the girls. And I was like, shut up. We have tickets. It was just fate. Yeah. In the chapter, by the way, they're talking about fireworks. Yeah. And the they thing go that, to the fireworks show in the book. Yeah. So that's, they, obviously the book must've been 10 years old or something because they don't do it anymore. But I just thought that was so funny. It was definitely fate. Um, and that was an amazing, amazing trip. That was so fun um, and very patriotic feeling. We got to see a ton of flyovers that were awesome. Yeah, Seeing Trump there was nice for us, but it could have been any president. It was very emotional feeling um, seeing, you know, Air Force One fly over the. Yeah. When you think of like a 4th of July celebration, you think of like America. Yeah. We had, yeah, all kinds of jets flying over, helicopters, Air Force One, the Blue Angels. Mm -hmm. Like, they had the whole fleet out for this. It was awesome. It and was then the very, fireworks. Yeah, and then the fireworks were amazing, too. And it was a very patriotic event. It was it was worth it, for sure. And it was a special event, because this year they were not able to have fireworks. So, who knows how long they won't be able to have fireworks again for. <laughs> it was just yeah, they, a one-time thing. I think Chrissy Nome tried to get it back, but... Mm -hmm. Couldn't fight it. Just when you go, spend some time driving around. Yeah, do the touristy things, though, in yeah. that area. I mean, Black Hills, Crazy Horse, those are all really cool things. Crazy yeah. Horse is another one that's really cool to see. And, and when they finish it, who knows when they finish it, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, it's crazy to see that as well from when I was little. I mean, I can tell that there was, like, changes, but... <laughs> It was interesting to see what very few, very few that's happened in the twenty years. Uh, but that's another really nice one to see. Devil's Tower was really cool to see, and there's some hikes around that mm -hmm. that you can do. You cannot take dogs. Yeah, we were gonna hike, do the um, I don't know what is it like a mile and a half hike or something around the base, mm -hmm. but. There was no dog signs all over, so we, we were so and we had our dogs with us. Yeah, and we could not leave. It was a, it wasn't that hot of a day, but I did not want to leave my dogs. I mean, no, that it's would in have a taken... busy parking lot, and mm -hmm. the when they're in the car, they bark at everybody. Mm -hmm. So, don't take your dogs there <laughs> if you plan on hiking, which was kind of a bummer. Uh, but we got some cool pictures, and then we actually drove out a little bit and found a little. Um, like parking lot that had a couple trails going off of it yeah. and got to play in the field. And I feel like that is kind of like further into the devil's tower park. Yeah. It's definitely in the park for sure, but it's yeah. away from devil's towers. Kind yeah. of what I was saying. You can still see devil's tower. I mean, it gave her some great yeah, photos and yeah. Off in the distance. Wind cave national park is also in this area. It's at the Southern point of yep. the area. And we only briefly have a little bit to say here because the cave itself was actually closed when we went through for COVID. Um, Supposedly for elevator repairs, but. Oh, yeah, it was elevator repairs, wasn't it? <laughs> well, we were right there in COVID, so I was confused, but it was probably it elevator. It probably coincided. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we didn't get to do that. We're going to be going back. So we're definitely going to go back there uh, the next time we go through just to get a little bit more. We did get a little taste of the one of the caves. Yes, you got to walk down and feel it from the outside. It, yeah. like, blows out. Yeah, and there's, like, a, I don't know, the, um, like, a little telltale. If it's going to rain, it's kind of like a barometer. If it's going to rain, I think it pulls air in. If it's not, if it's going to be a drier day, there's more pressure or something, and it blows air out of the hole. It was blowing out that day. Yeah, we were there, and it was coming out probably 40 miles per hour, and it was like 50 degrees. And it was cold, yeah. I think they said somewhere, like in one of the stories, that they used it to, like, cool off. I can't remember yeah. what that was, but where that was. But that was cool. That's just like a little short hike. You go down, and you can step down into um, a little area where there's a hole, and the hole's only maybe, like, I don't know, a foot and a half. But Yeah, you take, your tur take turns getting down there, so don't yep. go on a busy day, but it was cool. To have it blow Yeah, the kids would stick hair. their face in it, yeah, and their hair would be blown straight back. <laughs> that is a really cool park, though. We did see some stuff there. We saw some pronghorns. And bison. The girls got Junior Ranger. I think that was, was their first one? Yes, I think so. They got their first Junior Ranger badge there. Actually, that was our first national park. Was it? I think so. That was actually our first park, not the Badlands. Must have went to the Badlands right after. Yes. Like a couple of days after. Yeah. And the Black Hills is where we did our first Jeep trail. 
and that was uh, it's called Foster Gulch, and it's it's only a few miles, but of course you're going up and down hills and you know mountains, mountainous areas. So a little bit of rocks, a little bit of like hill climbs. We thought it was just going to be a trail, like a normal trail, and we're like, wow, this is actually yeah. really good. And there's a lot of pull-offs that you know people have gone and they dispersed camped and stuff, and it just overlooks these valleys and mountains and stuff that's just amazing and there's another spot that we didn't go to but if you go there it's called the hippie hole it's actually a swimming spot that's like popular with the locals it was funny though because i just remember the feeling we had on that trail like yeah. whoa this is like extreme yeah and now we've done like 10 times that but <laughs> but at the time i, I thought think, that was yeah. so kylie could probably drive this trail yeah we went through one section was like a open range with cattle. And we, and we like, actually thought we went on private yeah. land. We had to like look at our map a couple of times because there was nowhere. Like the the cows were like right on the road, like yeah. just laying down. We had to wait for them for a minute. <laughs> but that was a fun trail. And it was like, it was only a two or three hours. You know, we stopped a bunch to take pictures and we were taking pictures of the Jeep because, <laughs> you know, it was like our new toy. That's fun, though. It's like our first, like, that'll be our memory forever. It was our intro. Yeah. And we we found this trail on, like, Jeep the USA website or something. And if you look at their map there, there's, I don't know, probably a dozen or more trails. And they all range from easy to very difficult. All right, cool. Let's move to Badlands National Park. This is another park that I have many memories of when I was a little girl. I remember my dad was really scared of heights, and he was would pretend like, I mean, maybe he was being serious. I don't know. But, but he'd be, like, walking out to the edge and then get, like, super scared and drop down to the ground. And uh, it was really funny. So this park had a lot of good f- memories for me, at least. So I was excited to take my family here. Well, that's cool. It's a very easy drive through the whole park. and. So getting here, though, we actually did that after the Jeep Trail, yep. the Foster the Foster Gulch Road. So we did the, the Jeep Trail, and then it ended, like, outward. So we started it <laughs> near where we were camping, and it ended at a different spot, and then we just jumped on the highway and went to the Badlands from there, right? Yeah. Like, it ended more towards the Badlands. So, yeah, we did the Badlands, and we were there for several hours, tooling around and the girls were out climbing around on stuff. Yeah. The views there are really cool. That is a very, very unique park. Yeah. It's not like anything really that we've seen anywhere else. else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like the arches and Utah, like that's kind of specific to that area. Mm -hmm. This is also specific to this area. You won't, I don't think you'll see this anywhere else. It was really cool. Not have, as vast, you know. It's a huge area of the, of these s- sandstone things. I mean, it's very. I think there's actually a few tribes yeah. that are part of it too, like different tribes. So it's a very big park for yeah. sure. Um, there's so we were staying in Hermosa, which was about an hour away. It was longer for us because we did that Jeep trail first, but it was about an hour away from where we were staying. But there's actually campgrounds inside of there's two campgrounds okay. in the badlands one's uh what is it sage, sage creek, creek and cedar pass. pass inside of the badlands yep. and then there is blm which we found when we were there right outside of the badlands which was really really awesome and yeah. i think when we go back to south dakota this next time which <laughs> we're going there after yellowstone um again for the third time, <laughs> we're going to stay there because that was really cool. It's on this cliff overlooking the Badlands. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing spot. And if you go to the Badlands from Wall, like the North Gate, you'll see a bunch of RVs all lined up on this, the rim of this cliff. Mm-hmm. We and had some friends who stayed there, and they had like mountain goats, or not mountain goats, but uh, bighorn sheep right outside all the time. That is so cool. Yeah. And what's cool is there is a dump and, you know, all of that water hookup and all of that right inside of the Badlands because of the campgrounds. Yep. So I'm sure you can just go in there and. Yeah, especially if you have a pass, so like an mm-hmm. interagency or America the Beautiful Pass, you can just get right in and do what you need to do. 
They also have a paved scenic road that drives through the park. I actually read, was it, did I read it or was it on that? Um, we have the Gypsy Tours, um, audio tours. And I think on there he was talking about in Glacier, they wanted to keep it to like one road, one paved road through the whole park because they're trying to like cut back on, you know, destroying the area. Um, and then they liked what they did there so well that he ended up using it in other parks. And I do feel that like when we're going to all the parks, there's this one main scenic paved road for the most part that goes through the entire, entire park. Yeah. Usually don't have like a big network of roads going all over the place in these parks. Unless they're dirt and Yellowstone does, but that's Yellowstone's gigantic. Yeah. So Yellowstone might be my first one. It might be totally different. I'll be like, yeah. oh, I just told everybody on the podcast last week that this is not what I saw. Uh, but yes, that's, I just noticed that when, you know, when I heard that on that audio tour that I kind of feel, I feel that way at all the parks. It's, a, it's definitely a common theme. So in inside of the Badlands, there's the one main scenic road that drives all the way through. And there's a ton of pull-offs that you can pull off and park and then hike around. The girls and Tony did one little hike. Well, like it wasn't even a hike. You just walked out and there was like a mountain goat or something on the. There was a bighorn sheep on top of a rock. Yeah. You guys just walked out to see what it was, I think. Right. Because you could see it on top. But Yeah. There's a bunch of hikes. You can go down way down into the valley and you can hike through. I think actually there was a couple hikes that were closed while we were there. Yeah. What was that for? Oh, construction or something. Mm -hmm. Badlands were, um, is so fun because. We got to um, see big rocks, and we got to play with them, and uh, I really love rock rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Lexi likes to collect rocks wherever we go, and so she got to play with a bunch there that were really cool. Different, unique rocks. So we went into this, like, rocky canyon, and we climbed up a couple rocks so Dad could take a picture, and we are about to climb down... But there was a toad that looked exactly like a rock. And I almost kicked it off. I thought it was a rock and almost thought it was a rock. Turns out it was an evil toad. <laughs> Do you guys know what kind of toad it was? Did you ever research it when you got back? Um, no. It was a friendly toad. We should do that after this podcast. We should figure out what kind of toad that was. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes. You could look up... I took frogs, a picture of it. You could look up frogs that look like rocks in Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're talking about the Badlands National Park, I want to give you just like a little brief history. Did you know whatever section of the park, just so you know how it's formed? Because it is so unique and it's so different. It's just not your normal forested area. <laughs> so the Badlands were formed over the course of millions of years and the layers of rocks were slowly stacked on top of each other like a layer cake. And they were, the rocks were deposited by a number of natural forces, which range from, like, shallow inland seas to rivers to the wind. And they began eroding about 500,000 years ago as the Cheyenne River and White River carved their way through the landscape. Those rivers are the reasons you see the narrow channels, the canyons, the rugged peaks of the Badlands, which you see today. And this is the insane part that I did not know, which I think you did. And I think you told me (laughs) because now that I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, I briefly remember you saying something about this. But it is estimated that the Badlands erode at the rate of one inch per year, which is extremely fast for rocks. Um, In contrast, the granite of the Black Hills erodes at the rate of one inch per 10,000 years. So at this rate, scientists estimate that in the next 500,000 years, the Badlands will have completely eroded away, which is insane to me. So you only have 500,000 years to get there. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, you better hurry up and go check them out. (laughs) Walt Disney might be able to see it when he wakes up. I think that's it about the Badlands. Anything else about the Badlands or even? I mean, we could go on and on about how cool and beautiful (laughs) it is. Yeah, when we go back, we're going to be staying in that same area, Rapid City area. And I'm excited 
to go back. Probably yeah. spend more time in Custer. Of course. Doing the Needles Highway again. <laughs> All the same things we've already done, but. Yeah, we could do it the reverse direction, though. Yeah. <laughs> you have to see it from both angles. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can't wait to go back. I really like that area, the Black Hills. South Dakota in general is really cool. And we need to explore the eastern end more. We need to get to the <laughs> capital and, you know. Maybe we can do that a little bit this time, too. So, because we are going back for the third time and we've not left Rapid City area. <laughs> it's hard to. <laughs> it is. It's so pretty. So we're probably going to be there. Um, we're going there right after Yellowstone. and so Early September. Spend as much fall. time. Yeah, spend as much time as possible. But we have to still go to Michigan and then. Lexi has given us a date and time. We have to be somewhere, and it's really throwing a wrench in our plans. <laughs> we have to be in the Smoky Mountains for her birthday. So um, it's kind of, it's a, what is that, like a checkpoint? A deadline? Yeah, a deadline checkpoint that we have to reach. So, girls, what was your favorite part of South Dakota? Me, the toad story, <laughs> and climbing up the rocks and stuff. So in the Badlands was your favorite part. Mm -hmm. Mine was getting the Jeep. Oh, yes. Oh, high five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Jeep has um, been amazing, and it's it's cool that it's a memory that we got it there. What do we name it? Mount Rushmore. no. So technically it is Mount Rushmore, but Kylie named it and she named it MT Rushmore. <laughs> she kept And it's Rush for short. Yeah. She kept saying uh MT Rushmore everywhere. She's like, Are we gonna go to MT Rushmore? Are we gonna do it? I'm like, why do you keep calling it that? She's like, Mom, I abbreviated it. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and today we have a can't miss for you. Cue the music. In this segment, we tell you about something you can't miss. We know when you're traveling, you can't see and do everything. So we wanted to share some of those things that you just can't miss if you are in the area. And today, we're going to give you a can't miss in Texas. Dinosaur Valley State Park. And where is that located? Glen Rose, Texas. Yes. So on the west side you literally have a billboard right here. Oh my here. gosh, you have the shirt on. <laughs> That's awesome. He's literally wearing a Dinosaur Valley State Park shirt. Did you know that we were going to talk about nope. this today? <laughs> it's one of my favorite shirts. This park is so cool. So when I planned this, it, we had just did a dinosaur mini unit in homeschool. And I wanted to do some kind of fun field trip. And I thought it'd be cool. That's it. You know, I thought... The kids might really get into it, but Tony and I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Well, I thought we had an idea in our head of, like, yeah. what we were going to see, and it would be cool. Yeah. It would be neat. <laughs> yeah. But it was really cool. Yeah. Like, really neat. <laughs> uh, one, it was a hot day, so that might have added to it, because it was a really hot day. It was, like, June in Texas. Mm -hmm. So the park is inside of a state park, obviously, that's in the name, <laughs> but it is a very popular place, and you have to reserve ahead of time. And the tickets are $7 a day per person, per adult. So if you're under 12, you don't have to pay, and or actually under 13 or something, you, you don't have to pay. Um, but you do have to reserve ahead of time. So we reserved online to go there for that day. Um, and the day was beautiful. It was super hot. And in my head, I was thinking, you know, I know the tracks are in the water, but I figured you'd be like walking through water at point. Like I figured the trail was for the most part on the ground <laughs> or whatever. It was like not a in the hiking water. trail. Yeah, hiking trail. And then the, the, you would be in the water, but only for like water crossings. That's kind of what I was thinking in my head. So I figured we would not get wet or anything like that for the most part, just our feet. Boy, um, were you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we actually did a trail in the water, like the whole way. I mean, how far did we walk in the water? I think it was a half a mile. A half a mile in the water, and it was extremely slippery. The water was... I don't know, almost up to my knees in some places, but for the most part it was down. 
it was the best half mile I walked. And it was like extremely slippery and I was falling all over the place. And so I was straining, but it was so fun. And I think it's because it was so hot out and we were like in the water walking. And then every once in a while you see the tracks in the water, especially if it's clear, uh, which the day we were there, it was perfect. Uh, and we got to this part that was shallower than the rest of the river that we were walking in. And it was so perfect. You could see all of the footprints perfectly right there. And it yep. almost looked like they were dancing in that area. That's like, called the ballroom. Yes. Oh, maybe that's why I said it looked yep. like they're dancing. <laughs> uh, there's a whole bunch in that area. And so we're sitting there and there's, there was like a little rock to sit on. So we're sitting on this rock and the kids are just playing. By this point, by the way, they're completely soaked because they quote, fell. Uh, <laughs> they always down. accidentally get wet. Yeah. A few times on the way to the spot. Um, but the kids were sitting in these tracks and I have pictures of like Lexi sitting in the track and you could see like the outline of the track around her. We got to swim in uh, dinosaur tracks and we, we, I don't think we had our bathing suits on and Lexi just fell and she's like, I'm just going to keep getting in the water because it doesn't make any sense to have a spot of water on me and just stay dry. So I'm just going to get even more wet and act like this is my bathing suit. <laughs> so I did the same thing. And then we had our water shoes. And Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like swimming on my uh, on my arms and legs and i could f i could feel the little minnows like doo, 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 doo. cool we went to dinosaur valley state park and you could so you could swim with minnows <laughs> and dinosaur tracks yeah and we there's s different types of foot footprints there as well mm -hmm. there's two different right yeah there's a carnivore and a plant eater Acrocanthosaurus and Sorbosidon. And there's several, along the way, there's several, like, swimming holes. Because people go there just to hang out and swim and spend the day there. At one point, there was, and this is a shallow part where you could, like, walk across. But there was, I mean, people were out there with their, I don't even know why I didn't think that people would do this, by the way. Yeah. But there were people out there with their tents and their, like, uh, beach chairs. Like little pop-up canopies and stuff. and Right on the side of the, like, river, and they're playing. And, it, of course, they're doing that. I mean, it's like a little beachy area. Yeah. Like, why, why I didn't think that that was. And the was river is, like, super clear. Clean and nice. Yeah. It flows good. It's, pr it's pretty wide at mm -hmm. most part, most spots. We stayed, where did we stay? We stayed at a thousand trails near there. Yeah, Lake Whitney. And do you know how far away that was? I want to say it was about half hour. So anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes away is a thousand trails. If you're a thousand trails member, you can stay there for free. Um, but you can also stay in the state park there. There is a state park, which is really nice. Um, yep. But I'm sure that it would be hard to get in there. So you're going to have to book in advance. Dinosaur Valley State Park was so fun. It over exceeded our expectations. We get that a lot. <laughs> we have somewhat of an, you know, we have a set expectation and we're usually like mind blown. Yes, that place was super cool. I thought the kids would have fun and I thought we would have okay fun and it was totally different than what I expected. It was so much fun. We I had, found myself giggling <laughs> like a kid. We, we had, Lexi and I had a, blast and mom and dad had super fun we highly recommend it we will be going back and again like we probably will stay at the state park next time but if you're a thousand trails member you could stay at lake whitney for free and just go there and it's it's really cool but make sure you make your reservations ahead of time we'll have the links in the show notes uh, because that park does fill up very fast oh and on top of that they have a facebook page i'll also link that in the show notes, you want to check that out as much as possible up to your trip because there are times that you can't see the tracks. Um, if yeah, if they have heavy rains, um, the water is much more swift and deep, and it's murky, so then you can't even see the tracks. So luckily we hit it on like a super clear day. It still would be fun to go. I mean, if that's the time that you're there, 
it'll still be fun to go. There's some tracks that you can see outside of the water that you'd still probably be able to see. Uh, but, but the hike is totally worth it. Yeah. And seeing the tracks is really cool. <laughs> it was really cool to see the tracks. I mean, From I've seen tracks. animals that were alive millions of years ago. Millions and millions. <laughs> we had so much fun in the Black Hills and we can't, I can't wait to go back again. So if you haven't been there, get your butt over there to South Dakota and check it out. And that's going to wrap it up for episode 11. Before you move on to your next podcast, make sure you follow us on the Fayolas on Instagram and Facebook, but definitely Instagram. We share a ton of photos on there. Um, and when we go back to South Dakota, we'll be sharing photos from South Dakota again. <laughs> and rate us on your favorite podcast app. Five stars. Five stars. Whether you like it or you didn't like it. Yeah. Five stars. If you're going to really waste helps. your time going to give somebody a review, just give us a five star. See you next week. See ya. <laughs> oh, he's like, uh. 11 podcasts in and you still don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Check that out, okay? Cool. <laughs> I thought we lost power. Or I something. thought the earth shut off. <laughs> earth shut off. <laughs> it was like silent. <laughs> Eleven. Do that again. <laughs> that was job. I'm not gonna talk. <laughs> How's it been? Just shot in there. We had so much fun. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> I'm just, I'm anticipating your outburst. Eleven. <laughs> Oh no.